coming up, Aaron Judge goes yard twice as he closes in on the record books and the Dodgers clinch the NL West. This is Locked On Game to Game MLB. Every game, every team, every angle. Locked On Game to Game, your team every day. We're going to start tonight with the Yankees and Aaron Judge, who hit his 56th and 57th home runs last night against the Red Sox. So he continues with his record-setting pace. Locked on Yankees and locked on Red Sox go over the extra innings game with plenty of action. This is Stacey Gatsoulias of Locked on Yankees, and the Yankees beat the Red Sox in 10 innings at Fenway 7-6. It was a crazy game between these two teams. Each team hit three home runs. Every Red Sox home run put them ahead, and every Yankees home run was a game-tying home run. First, Marwin Gonzalez, and then Aaron Judge, twice. He's up to 57 home runs now, and I don't want to jinx him, but it looks like 62 could be within reach. Now, Garrett Cole was having an issue with the home run ball. He gave up all three home runs that the Red Sox hit. None! by Rafael Devers. You can't predict baseball. In the top of the 10th, Gleyber Torres hit a bases-clearing double, reminiscent of Gary Sanchez's double in the 2017 ALCS against Houston. You know, that rope that went to right center and split the outfielders? It was exactly like that, and it was just what the Yankees needed. Red Sox chipped away a little bit in the bottom of the 10th, and it got really scary when Wandy Peralta was pitching against Rafael Devers. But he struck him out to end the game. Yankees win. Hallelujah. I'll have everything you need to know about this game on the next Locked on Yankees. And uh, yeah, I'll be yelling about Garrett Cole giving up too many home runs. Should be fun. The Astros are continuing to rack up the wins and close in on that AL West crown. Locked on Astros goes over the victory over the Tigers on Tuesday night. This is Eric Heisman reporting on the Hunter Brown watch of the second game of the season. It was a homecoming game for Hunter Brown as he pitched in front of his hometown Detroit in front of a lot of his former teammates and uh, family in uh, from Wayne State University and he he was a little bit off at the beginning his command was a little off but he figured it out and ended up pitching his second straight quality start with the Houston Astros six innings five hits two runs two walks and six strikeouts. So overall, he's doing great. You had Alvarez, Tucker, and then Yuli Gurriel hit his first home run since, uh, what, July 1st. So the Astros' offense seems to have found its groove. And so can they continue the good times tomorrow? What's going on with Justin Verlander, a led Mr. Diaz return? That's all that we discussed on this edition of the Locked On Astros podcast. Check us out. The Mets are continuing to struggle against the worst teams in baseball. They dropped another one to the Cubs last night, locked on Mets and locked on Cubs. Go over exactly how this one went down. The New York Mets just cannot seem to get out of their own way right now. They've dropped the first two games of their series against the Cubs, losing a series against a really bad baseball team. That is not what you want to see. And now the Braves have a pretty clear opportunity to get right back in and maybe regain a lead in the National League East. This is Ryan Ficklestein, the host of Locked On Mets, and on tomorrow's show, just going to talk about an extremely frustrating game. Uh, This Mets team had so many bad breaks in this one. Pete Alonso just barely misses an early homer. There was an interference call that did not get made that basically gave the Cubs a couple additional runs. 
Would it have made a difference based on the fact that the Mets only scored one a home run by Pete Alonso late? No, but it still was a, a kind of tone setter for how that game ended up playing out, and the Mets just could not overcome it. We'll see if they can get things back on track uh, starting tomorrow, but right now things are not looking good in Queens for this Mets team. In one of the weirdest games of the 2022 season, your Chicago Cubs defeated Jacob DeGrom and the New York Mets. Ian Happ hit an absolute tank off of him. Patrick Wisdom squeezed off of him. Cubs won 4-1. Adrian Sampson and, and Pete Alonso got into it for no reason. Cubs won the game. Uh, uh, Samson was fantastic once again. Hughes shut the door. David Bodie hit a home run. So if you're near your local gas station or 7-Eleven, go buy a scratch off this evening. Uh, unbelievable win. I don't even know what to say. That's why you love baseball. That's why winning a World Series is so hard because in a best of three series, anything could happen. The Cubs just won two games in a row at the Big Apple in the Big Apple with the Mets trying to win a division title. Fun stuff. Let's bring the brooms out tomorrow with Southpaw Drew Smiley on the buck. The Phillies were able to dial it up last night against the Marlins and Sandy Alcantara doing just enough to escape with that two to one win. Locked on Phillies, certainly excited to talk things over postgame. The Philadelphia Phillies win again. It's their sixth win in seven games. Connor Thomas, your host of Locked On Phillies. And a great performance against Sandy Alcantara again. Two runs. Yeah, that qualifies as a great performance against Sandy Alcantara. The Phillies beat him again. Nick Maton becomes the only player in the major leagues to hit two home runs against Sandy Alcantara this season. They just, they own him for some reason. I don't know why. And there was an interesting stat on the broadcast tonight. In the seventh inning or later, Sandy Alcantara has given up 10 earned runs this year. Nine are against the Philadelphia Phillies. I don't know how they do it. They just figure him out after the seventh inning. And the Phillies continue to keep winning. They are putting themselves in even better playoff position. They're absolutely going to be a playoff team. They're getting more entrenched in that second wildcard spot. I love the way this team is fighting right now. You can check out and hear more down the stretch on Locked on Phillies, wherever you get your podcasts. It's kind of becoming old hat at this point, but the Los Angeles Dodgers have won the NL West for the ninth time in the last 10 years. They took down Arizona Tuesday night to do it. Locked on Dodgers and Locked on Diamondbacks. Join us with the details. Well, finally, the long drought is over. After the Dodgers went a whole year without a National League West division title, Finally, they remember what it feels like to win the division for the ninth time in the last 10 years. What's up? It's Jeff from Locked On Dodgers. The Dodgers beat the D-backs 4-0. Clayton Kershaw, dominant. Seven shutout innings, two hits, one walk. Just outstanding. It's his fourth clinching game in his career. He has a 0.30 ERA in those four games. He steps up in big games. People like to talk about Kershaw's legacy, blah, 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 blah. Clayton Kershaw is the greatest pitcher of our generation. He showed it again tonight. And the Dodgers are the best team in baseball. And they showed that again, clinching in their 141st game of the season. Just a dominant season, a dominant way to end this uh, or to clinch this division. And now Freddie Freeman can take a day off probably. So be sure to check out Locked On Dodgers first in the morning. We're going to talk all about the game, talk all about the celebration, everything you need to know about the Dodgers once again being your National League West division champs. 
Sometimes when the D-backs play the Dodgers, it feels like they're playing two different sports. Miller Thomas of Locked on Dimebacks here. Merrill Kelly has struggled mightily against the Dodgers this season. Entering tonight's game, he had a 9-6-9 ERA against the Dodgers. So he's basically a Cy Young Award winner against every other team. This was his shortest start since August 11th. So Merrill Kelly continues to struggle against the LA Dodgers. And this D-backs team continues to struggle against the LA Dodgers because they are now... 2-11 and 11 on the season against the Dodgers. So guess what? Their record against every other team in baseball, 500. This is a competitive baseball team. They're just not competitive against the LA Dodgers. So Mike Hazen has to make improvements to this roster this offseason to maybe someday take down the biggest foes in the NL West because the offense also didn't do anything tonight. Clayton Kershaw looked like prime Clayton Kershaw. Seven scoreless innings. D-backs offense didn't do anything. Pitching was all right. Hopefully they could get better tomorrow against the LA Dodgers once again. For more Diamondbacks news coverage and insight, check out the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. Today's edition of Locked on Game to Game is brought to you by Blue Chew. There's nothing sexier than confidence and Blue Chew can give you that confidence where it counts. If you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, chew it and do it. And we have a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew for free when you use promo code Locked On at checkout. Just pay $5 in shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code Locked On to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And of course, we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this podcast. The Brewers continue to try to sneak back into that playoff picture as they gain a game on the division-leading Cardinals last night. Locked on Cards talks about what this loss means for St. Louis. A disappointing game at Bush Stadium tonight as the Brew Crew come in flashing their City Connect uniforms in a city that isn't even theirs, but they make themselves right at home with a victory. Hey, it's J.D. from Locked on Cardinals, and the Cardinals had everything going for them heading into tonight's matchup with the Brewers. Number one, they were at home, where they've been one of the best teams in baseball all season. Number two, they had left-hander Jordan Montgomery on the mound. Cardinals hadn't lost in a game started by Montgomery yet, and Milwaukee struggles against left-handers. Three, the Brewers had to do a bullpen game tonight, so you didn't have to face any of their top arms. Take all of that and throw it in the trash can, because none of it mattered. Montgomery gets tagged for six runs, four of them earned on seven hits and five innings, so not great. The offense scores four runs in the first two innings and then absolutely checks out the rest of the game, getting shut out and going hitless after the third inning. Brutal. The lead in the NL Central is now seven games with 20 to play, and you have to face Corbin Burns tomorrow. And all he's done against St. Louis is dominate, going seven innings in all three starts, and it's allowed just one single run on eight hits in 21 innings of work while striking out 27. On the flip side, Wainwright and Yachty will make history tomorrow for the most games started as the battery in Major League history. A major accomplishment and hopefully one that ends in a W. For more in-depth Cardinals content, be sure to follow us and join us tomorrow for a piping hot new episode of Locked on Cardinals. The Rangers were able to rally from five runs down to get the win at home over Oakland. Locked on Rangers tells us exactly how they got that done. Have yourself a 
freaking day. Mark Mathias, the Rangers walk it off with a walk-off homer, the first in Mark Mathias's major league career. I'm Bryce Paddock, host of the Locked On Rangers podcast. Texas wins a one-run game, two in one week. It is an absolute miracle. That never happens to this team, but it's all thanks to Mark Mathias and friends. This was a great offensive day for the Rangers. Just not a great pitching day for Cole Reagans, trying to get back into the swing of things off coming off the IL. 70 pitches for him, only 48 of them for strikes. Did only walk one, got five strikeouts, but allowed seven runs, all of which were earned in his four innings work. But the bullpen really held him up. Five shutout innings from combined Taylor Hearn and Brock Burke. Three for Taylor Hearn with three strikeouts. Two for Brock Burke. Perfect two innings with three strikeouts. Great stuff for them. But a three-double day for Marcus Simeon. A three-hit day for Mark Mathias, which included his third double of the season. And a pair of home runs. One to tie the game in the seventh inning. And one a walk-off hit. He took the place in the batting order of Corey Seager, who was out in this one. Josh Smith was able to play his first major league game at shortstop. But it was a great day for the top of the lineup. Nathaniel Lowe, who has been offensively on fire as of late, only had one hit, which was poverty in terms of what the top of this lineup was doing. Three hits, like I said, for Marcus Simeon, three for Mark Mathias, and a pair of hits for Dolce Garcia that included a double, two walks, and a home run as well. His 25th of the season. Fantastic offensive day, fantastic rally of late, and have yourself a day, Mark Mathias, with your first career walk-off home run. For more, check out the Locked On Rangers podcast. Former teammates Ryan Mountcastle and Hunter Harvey faced off last night, and Mountcastle and the O's got the last laugh with a 4-3 win. Locked on Orioles has more. The Baltimore Orioles are back in the win column, taking it 4-3 over the Washington Nationals. Connor Newcomb here, host of Locked on Orioles. The O's got to win these games, two against one of the worst teams in baseball in the Nats, and they get part one done barely. On Tuesday night with a 4-3 victory. Shout out to the bullpen coming in. They're three horses out of the pen in Tate Perez and Bautista shutting it down. But the O's should have won this game by about eight runs. They had 15 chances. 15 chances with runners in scoring position. They went three for 15. They were lucky to get out of this game with a win. But they get a win at Nats Park. They got to start stacking some wins to stay in this playoff race. And... No matter how bad the Nats are, it's always nice to see Oriole fans take over Nats Park and win in the Beltway battle. But I'll recap it all coming up on Wednesday's episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast. The defending champs looked every bit the part last night against San Francisco. Locked On Giants goes over the issues for their team in that loss. After an impressive rise through the Giants minor league system, Cole Waits made his Major League debut tonight and worked into some trouble, but ultimately got out of a jam. Ben Kaspik with the Lockdown Giants podcast. Unfortunately for the Giants, the season has come to this, where we're looking at individual storylines and players like Cole Waits talking about how they could be a part of the next good Giants team, as the Giants are pretty much out of all playoff contention, and the Dodgers actually clinched the National League West tonight, so the Giants are no longer reigning NL West champs. But... A player like Waits is a really good story. Started the year with high A. Eugene, got promoted a few times, and makes it to the major leagues here. He was a 2019 late round draft pick, not early rounds, and he becomes the first Giants 
the first player to debut for the Giants from that draft, uh, which was the first year, first draft under this new, at the time, new front office. So it is a significant day for the organization and for weights. And like I said, he worked into a jam, but he worked out of the jam with a high octane fastball. So we've seen some impressive relievers debut in recent weeks for the Giants and you know, veteran guys getting a new opportunity like Scott Alexander. So that's what we're watching for. And in that way, it was an impressive night and a meaningful night. But otherwise, the Giants lost this game to the Braves. So we'll break this down on tomorrow's Lockdown Giants, where it's your team every day. All of the runs in the White Sox-Rockies game came by way of the long ball, and Chicago came out on top in the end. Lockdown White Sox recaps things for us from the south side. Michael Kopech had a nice bounce back outing. And Aloy Jimenez continued to stay hot as the Chicago White Sox beat the Colorado Rockies 4-2 to on Tuesday night. Hey, I'm Nick Murawski from Locked on White Sox. Michael Kopech went five innings, gave up two earned runs, really just had one bad inning. And Aloy Jimenez with a first inning three-run bomb. Chicago White Sox need to continue to keep pace with the Cleveland Guardians they trail the Guardians by three games. It is Dylan Cease Day on Wednesday as the Sox once again battle the Colorado Rockies. For more, tune in to Locked on White Sox. That's all for today on Locked on Game to Game MLB. Thank you for making Locked on your first listen every single weekday. Make sure you go check out your team's Locked on podcast and also subscribe to Locked on MLB on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Kainani Stevens. This has been Locked on Game to Game.